This is the Gary V Audio Experience. Gary Vanderchuk, uh, who is a serial entrepreneur, he serves as uh, the chairman of VaynerX, and he's currently the CEO of VaynerMedia. He's widely regarded as a, a really big uh, person in defining what next internet culture is, and just the relevance of like how social and internet makes everything um, different uh, for for us. Um, interviewing Gary will be Jacob Lumsma from the Eve Global team, and uh, Jacob and Gary are going to talk about collectibles, NFTs, and, and his views on the future of the space. So, without further ado, please welcome Gary and Jacob. Gary, thanks so much for being here. So happy to be here, Jacob, and uh, hi everybody who's watching. Uh, I I said this once in two thousand nine at a social media conference. If you are watching this right now, for the majority of people, a lot of this is old news and this has probably been a four or five year thing, but let there be no confusion. You are disproportionately ahead of the game and I hope there's a lot of happiness and challenges and interest with that. And so I'm very honored to be here and thank you for having me. Thank you. Yeah, I mean, maybe that's a good place to start. Would love to kind of maybe learn a little bit more about sort of, you know, how long you've been thinking about the space. You know, I know you've been talking a lot about NFTs recently on, on your podcast, on, on YouTube and everything. Um, I mean, when was your interest peaked? Like, when did you kind of take a look? Uh, the journey is in 2016, a gentleman by the name of Aaron Battalion and a tremendous technologist CTO of Living Social and just somebody I'd really admire of being an incredible nerd, aka really technically sound, but intuitive consumer behavior, which is obviously where I live. And so we would always have these jam sessions at South by Southwest and he, I bought Bitcoin in 14 and this was 16 South by and he started explaining Ethereum to me. And my brain went into, oh, this is interesting. This is platform, not currency. And I'm like, I'm not a financier. Like I, to this day, get, you know, I'm all about NFT life and all my friends that want me to get excited about currencies, I get it and I'm like, I don't, I, to me it's not like Doge this or, or Bitcoin this or altcoin to the moon that, like it's just not as interesting to me. The same reason I don't buy a lot of currencies or trade or even stocks on the public market. Whereas, you know, t-shirts and garage sailing and sports car, like so, um, and then there's the, the things that will go into deeper beyond the art and collectibles of NFT life that I think a smart contract to access and you know, uh, touching and, and feeling pe- things and experiences you want. Um, so that access and, and part of, of the smart contract. So that excite me. So anyway, I, you know, I bought a bunch of Ethereum in 16 in the same way that I'm looking at VR today, which is it's looming but it's not prime time for every person in Kansas. That's my game. I'm listening and watching and far, you know, I always hate when I enter a new space at this point in my career because I have the baggage of my career. And so like, I've been trying to be very thoughtful about that because I get upset when I do something and, and I'm so appreciative, I'm humbled that people, even this beautiful intro, you know, Kardec, you know, like I understand that I've done nice and well and have done, but I always think I'm only as good as my new at bat. And if I come into this space and I'm a clown and make, you know, and I'm wrong, like it erases everything I've ever done. You're only as good as your next day, right? So I've come in somewhere around February, March, April, COVID time. I'm like, wait a minute. That NFT thing that I've kind of like, 
really far away. Like I know what crypto kitties are. Like, you know, like, like, you know, I, I remember looking at that carefully. Um, this is starting to happen a little bit. And then I had a conversation with Roham from, from Dapper and mm -hmm. Top Shot. And I'm like, huh. And I was in the heat of my sports card thing, physical. Right. That's interesting. And then the fall came and all this time, what really fucked me up was COVID. You know, I'm, I'm the, you know, a lot of times people forget for all my loud mouth tactics and putting out tons of content, I'm the active CEO of a 1300 person global company that like, and it's client service, it's not even like tech 1300, which is a hell of a lot right. easier to manage. You're just fucking getting bombarded by people. So, you know, navigating, being the captain of really rocky waters during COVID didn't get, and then I decided with Michael Rubin from Fanatics to do the all in challenge and we raised $60 million, you know, to help people that right. were hungry during COVID. So I had 0.0, .0 minutes, March to August, to what I wanted to do, which was like, why is my spidey senses? Then the fall came, we navigated all that trauma. And I actually saw offense for VaynerX for 2021. Mm -hmm. So then I got suckered again into like putting in extra hours towards, wait a minute, I could set up a nice year for us. That's probably a good idea. Then it was late, late December. I feel like I've got that all accomplished. And I'm like, okay, I'm gonna really dig in now. And I started doing real homework, you know, you know, and I started having some, you know, friends, you know, that I started, like I started kind of DMing quietly some friends. Uh, Kevin Rose was instrumental, you know, got into a, you know, the founder of dig.com, truly yeah, totally. one of the kinds of web 2.0. Him and I spent a ton of time talking about it. He was instrumental in like, check out Flamingo, check out this. I'm gonna introduce you to Matt for crypto. I'm like, okay, like it just started feeling 2005 to me. Then, you know, I put out a little piece of content or two, which allowed me with my, you know, awareness these days to make some new friends. Um, Jeff Holm Holmberg, uh, you know, was, a, I just have to give him a shout out, a kid that I spent a lot of times talking about crypto punks and hash masks with. And I'm a learner, totally. I'm, a, I'm a learner from the bottom up. I can't learn from like a, tech backwards place, I have to go from what are humans doing and then I go backwards up. I'll learn about level two issues by, by understanding like trying to buy something and being like, what the fuck's this gas shit? Like that's how I learned. Yep. And I'm also, what my big advantage is, is I understand people cold, that's my strength. And so, you know, the last four months have been two, three, four o'clock in the morning canceling important shit and taking another thing you know you and i met that way like i'm just taking meetings yeah. you know i'm just trying to be part of the community i got excited i started talking then i was like shit i have to start talking way more about what this moment really is which is the technologies forever internet 2000 some of the stocks the projects are incredibly overpriced and there will be absolutely in this world's terms ico crashing culture totally. with and so I've been trying to put that content out there so people are being thoughtful. Uh, I've been learning a lot more about wrapping and forking and burning and, you know, I've really enjoyed it. And so I come to this talk, A, incredibly humble and knowing I'm in the middle of my journey. On the consumer side, like what people are gonna do, I have a mm -hmm. flag of conviction that is as large as anything, which is NFT culture is here for the rest of my entire life. There is 0.0, .0 doubt. I've only felt like this twice in my life. 1994, when I heard the internet for the first time, coo, coo, that, 
And I'm like, yep. in a day, I'm like, this is gonna change my life. And sure enough, I'm not building 500 liquor stores for my dad anymore. I'm gonna do this winelibrary.com thing. And, and then Friendster, my space, it was a little bit more of a slow burn, but it was definitely when Eric Kastner, my lead developer at winelibrary.com started making me read TechCrunch. And I was yep. like, okay, and boom, you know, YouTube, he showed me, actually, that's not true. There was a single moment. Eric shows me YouTube and he goes, remember four years ago when you were like, can I stream wine videos on our website? And I told you it was $8 trillion and only two people would watch. And you were like, no. I'm like, yes. He's like, well, now you can do it for free on this thing. And, uh, and in February, you know, that was in 2005. And then in February, 2006, I started Wine Library TV, which really changed my life because that's what made me use Twitter and Facebook to promote that show. And then I became a practitioner. The only other time I felt that way was somewhere here in January, really only two months ago when I did enough homework of like, it went from spidey senses to my life is gonna change. And that's what I fully believe as I sit here. I don't know, now, I don't know, it took me a decade to learn a lot of tech to talk the way I talk today about Web 2.0, social, the internet. I still have plenty to learn about blockchain. I'm sure I'll say things in the wrong terminologies and things of that nature. Those things are irrelevant to me, meaning, I have the humility to be corrected and I love everybody in the community. I have the patience to learn some of the real core things I'll need to just, just I always like to be just dangerous enough so I'm not an idiot, but where I spend 100% of my time and 110% of my time is why are people gonna do this? How is this gonna affect somebody who's selling their home? Can they put, a, can they put this on the ledger and like, make a VIG every time this home sold in the beginning. How am I gonna launch my book? Wait a minute, music artists can do this. Wait a minute, who was the first Providence? I understand that completely, that's everything. That's social currency. Why do people wear gold watches? Same reason they're gonna buy this. Does the blue check mean anything on Instagram? It sure does. Of course, can I take a picture into JPEG? Who gives a fuck? You don't actually own it. And in 13 years, everyone's gonna actually look to see who owns. Like that's where I play my game. Got it, totally. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's been amazing to see you use your platform in I think a really positive way and, and kind of bring people into this fold uh, and, and kind of the mindworm that all of us I think have been thinking about over the last couple of years. Um, and yeah, I, I think, you know, you do this in such a genuine way, comes across really well. Uh, okay. So really appreciate you, know, you help, helping out there. Jacob, if, if everybody really knew me and were inside my chemicals, if they understood you, who you are in this space, and I consider like this, uh, this authentic crew, to me, to me, people that were really active, November 1st, 2020 back are really part of a crew that's different than let's say, oh, yeah. you know, February 1st, 2021, right? And totally. I've lived that twice in my life. That was when I decided to learn what the internet was at all. And boy, were those tech nerds. And then I met them again in 2005. They were just different that early, you know, people don't understand what Silicon Valley looked like in three, four, five, six. Like it was so different than the status that it has now. And I think I, I see a lot of those characters again in this world. Now the internet is so much more mature and accepted mainstream that the, the, the juxtaposition of culture, pop culture, fame, non-fame, like it's different, but it's still the same, which is much like a band that goes on to become Pearl Jam, that early crew feels a relationship to the technology and the movement that must be respected by people like me that come along and that is my number one KPI. You saying that to me is much more important to me than me doing business well with this platform. So thank you for saying that. No, I appreciate it. 
I mean, you, you know, you, you said you kind of come to this with a little bit of baggage, but I mean, I want to talk about kind of, you know, you've had decades of experience of trading, uh, uh, trading cards, right? Like uh, sports cards and that kind of thing. And, you know, collectibles is one of those pieces on the NFT world that, you know, is, is really coming into position right now. I mean, Top Shot is huge. You talked about uh, Rohan, who's talking later uh, in the summit today about Top Shot and Dapper in general. Um, I guess kind of curious about sort of what are your thoughts about the future of the collectible piece and how do you see yeah. that sort of coming on the chain and uh, beyond just Top Shots right now? And by the way, to your point, I use baggage as a slang term to an incredible gift that I'm given, which is I have notoriety and respect and, and of course that comes along with razzing and I, people think I'm, sure. you know, and I get that. But for the most part, what, what I mean by that is I can't do what I did in 2005, which was, and six, which is go to uh, six aparts blog and ask a question or go on, right. or in 2006, seven being on Twitter, like I didn't have the clout reputation, you know, personal brand, whatever one wants to call it. And what I mean by that is I, when I say baggage, I use it as, hey, I think too many people are coming into the space acting like tough guys and tough gals, like they know shit. And I'm trying to come in like, hey, I do have conviction of a couple of things I see, comma, I'm not trying to come in here. Like there's a million people on Twitter that are OGs that can run circles around me on the understanding of the technology of blockchain sure. you know, and crypto and things of that nature where I feel incredibly confident is what people are gonna do. And that's why I'll go to this part. Let me go to a place on collectibles that I have not heard people talk about. I have a lot of experience in that, thank you. I also have a lot of experience in something else that a lot of people know me for, which is garage sailing. Right. And I actually believe that the garage sailing part of me has more insight than even the sports card version of me. And let me explain. When I go garage sailing, I buy things based on knowing that people have nostalgia and pop culture in their blood. Mm. And so when I buy a New York City bus pass that has the World Trade Center picture on it, I know there's no inherent real massive value. Or when I buy Huckleberry Hound in a stuffed animal from Knickerbocker, the stuffed animal toy company, for three bucks, without even looking at it on eBay, I already know that's $40, $50. Now let me tell you why that story is important. There's going to be, in the advancements, I'm going a little further and beyond collectibles. What I believe is gonna happen, I'm sure, given the nature of where we are in the life cycle of NFTs and who's in this conference, outside of the people that just came in from my tweet that are probably going through learning, there's a lot of people here that, I think most of the audience here could be giving the talk. That's just what happens in the beginning, which I respect tremendously. I think everybody knows and is probably frustrated when everyone's so fixated just on collectibles and art when we're talking about, and, and, and by the way, I felt this with e-commerce and social media. People get fixated on the first thing that makes even any level of sense to them. And then that okay. one of those things become the conversation. I mean, I remember when people talked about the internet in 95, 96, only from the lens of browsers and search engines. Yep. Like there wasn't even any conversation around like e-commerce and you know, like, uh, you know? So, because a lot of the early tech people weren't merchants like I was. So for me, the reason I bring up the garage sale thing is the following. I'll use myself as an example. I live now. I'm going to use a concert. Uh, I'm going to use Coachella. Coachella has bracelets, physical bracelets. 
Mm-hmm. There's nobody here watching this right now that's co- not confused or confused that in 15, 12, seven, six, three years, that becomes a token. And it works and then I can't wait to see like token readers and like, well, like, I, there's so much fun innovation coming, right? For sure. You know, uh, you know yeah. smart contracts that check off that you use it. Like it's gonna be so cool, right? What I know though, as garage sale Gary, is seven years later, somebody's gonna buy the first, if it goes on, that festival becomes Coachella. Right. Somebody's gonna buy that token the same way I would buy the bracelet at a garage sale for 25 cents and sell it on eBay for $19. I know that tokens that are really not collectibles and arts, but representations of smart contracts are gonna have a secondary market at a scale that most people haven't made the chess move connections on. And that is going to be incredible because that is gonna lead to incredible behavior at the IP level to try to do thoughtfulness for the audience to create that economic aspect. The economic aspect of that is gonna actually force leagues, musicians, festivals, things to actually care more about their customers. Right now, we're in the golden era, Jacob, of the people launching projects that really don't give a fuck about their audience at all. It's a fast money grab. I'm gonna draw something, a picture of me or fucking something that represents me. I'm gonna mint a 10,000 of them. And because right now, and they're gonna make some real money. I mean, we've seen some athletes and totally. celebrities make real money. What I know is gonna happen on the other side is the people that are holding the bag of that collectible have paid overpaid so much, no different than pets.com or etoys.com as a stock. That doesn't mean NFTs are not gonna be the game changing thing of, of this generation. It just means that project is not. And what you're seeing is short-term transactional behavior right now of people land grabbing for quick bags. But what they're actually gonna do is hurt their brand because there's gonna be some fans on the other side that are sad that they paid $3,000 for ownership of an NFT. But now the market says it's $17, AKA Beanie Babies, right? So so I'm worried about that for, for everybody in this cycle that the person that's buying it and gets held with the bag, but I'm actually worried about it equally for, you know, they deserve it because they weren't thoughtful, but it doesn't mean I don't have compassion to somebody who doesn't really, there's some people, cause I've talked to a bunch of celebrities, IP, they don't even realize they're doing bad things for an audience. Mm-hmm. They're, they, they're delusional. They don't understand supply and demand and where, the moment we're in. So they probably, in our, a lot of them, I could tell I've had the combos. They actually think they're gonna do well. Like, oh, someone's gonna pay $88,000 for this and one day it's gonna be worth 2 million. I'm like, first of all, your ego is insane. Second of all, you're very <laughs> much misunderstanding what's about to happen, which is the tokenization of everything. Do you know how much supply that is? It's no yeah. different than influencers, Jacob, right? Influencer marketing, I was right in 2009 when I wrote Crush It. And you have the Logan Pauls and the Charlie D'Amelio's, but there are tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands, and millions of people making 50 to $200,000 a year being an influencer instead of an accountant or a gardener and loving life. That's gonna happen with NFT. That's gonna happen with artists. That's gonna happen in a lot of places. So I don't know, I think there's a lot of thoughtfulness that needs to come to the market. Here's my thoughts. It is the game changer for collectibles, arts, and pretty much everything in the world. Um, There will be incredible layers of bubbles and no different, it's like the stock market was invented and there'll be plenty of IBMs and GEs and Amazons and there'll be plenty of Enrons 
I mean, there will be pets.com, right? I, I, you <laughs> totally. know, I think we all know look, personal, personal brands are going to do things. You know, uh, I'll give you an example. This is maybe an extreme example, but if NFTs have been around for 60 years, somebody might have done incredibly well with OJ Simpson investing when he was in a high school football player and he put out his NFTs and they were the rookie cards. And right, right. You know, in, in 1991, you look like a genius who uh, bought something for $3. It's now $7 trillion. And then boom, a moment happens. And like, there's, you know, there's a lot of things that are gonna happen with these NFTs, but I think the macro is incredible. And I think when you have people like, I'm glad Roham's coming, you know, what he built with Dapper and Flow and Top Shot, incredible. Uh, you know, I think he'll add a lot to that conversation. But my big thing is that this, that we also are now at a place where I, as a 45 year old man, would rather wear cool sneakers, have comic books that are graded to 10, own video games still in the box graded, sports cards, wear hoodies, wear t-shirts, like the culture is becoming more collectible, nerd, fun. Like the investment portfolio of a 45 year old man with my wealth 20 years ago was real estate and stocks. Very boring. I have more in sports cards, comic books, toys, NFTs. That I think is not gonna stop. And I think that's going to lead to a lot more demand than people are anticipating. Very cool. Yeah, I think that totally makes sense. I mean, um, just the number of assets that people are looking at every day is, is just, it's an order of magnitude more than it was uh, even like 10 years ago, right? And, and I, I think, think there's I, no way I that's going to stop. It's not going to stop and people enjoy it. More. I enjoy Absolutely. my CryptoPunk more than my Tesla stock. I enjoy <laughs> my Super Mario Brothers in mint condition more than I enjoy my part ownership with my dad in the real estate at Wine Library. I enjoy... I enjoy, I enjoy, and that totally. that part, the mixing of experiences and NFT smart contracts is going to be game changing. Absolutely. Well, maybe um, a good place to go here. I mean, this is going to be a hackathon, right? We're going to have 600 people building stuff all weekend, uh, and hopefully, you know, 150 or so projects by Sunday. What do you think is missing from the ecosystem right now, or what do you think? What do you want to see built, right? Like, what do you? First, I want everybody who does something cool to DM me at Gary BEE on Twitter because I want to see it. Perfect. Uh, I want to see real life readers. You know, I want to be able to create NFTs that create hall passes in real life. And I want to be able to read your wallet physically like a scanner at a venue. And then it marks off the ledger that's been used. Like I want that. I know know there's the roadblocks right now for that. Like, so I'm, I'm not naive enough, but like, if you're talking about what's missing, that's definitely coming, that. Totally. Um, uh, I'm very fascinated about um, the royalties changing based on you paying a different price. Mm-hmm. Just throwing out some random shit right now to get some yeah. thinking going. This like, is good. Yeah, I just think like when you buy something, could you lower its royalty by paying more for it up front? Like that, I think that's kind of cool. Um, the physical, you know, I like what the artifacts people are doing. I think the physical, like I'm a big both and guy. I think there's this yeah. war right now of or like, no, nah, like the art, like I'm going to still buy this shit and I'm going to buy a ton of like, so anybody who can capture things that create an ecosystem for, and let me throw an old world problem at it. Can somebody create the operating system for warehouses that can take on all the physical versions of the digital in a world where a lot of people want to stay anonymous and don't even want to take ownership of the physical. Like, like you know, yep. I'm thinking about Custodials. projects. And, yeah, 
custodials, thank you. You know, that's interesting to me. That's like a boring tech operating system that can turn old warehouses into something very valuable. That might be fun. And um, Oh, I've got a big one. I actually, I need this one. I want somebody to create the communication layer. I wanna be like, I'm gonna launch a project. I wanna be able to talk every day to my 4,000 people in a, deep, mm. in a decentralized way and not have to force them into a discord or something. Like I'm very, like I wanna be able to say right this second, I launched a project. I wanna say hello to somebody. Like so in wallet communication structure, yeah. I think is huge. On, like on the spot communities. Basically yeah, I wanna just basically things. be like, yo, thank you again for supporting my thing. Or yeah. all of you right now, here's a link. Like I want to support my thing and a lot of good things are happening. Totally. I want to, be able to communicate to them. That's huge for me actually. That one's actually, yeah. that's my kill. That to me is how you start the social networks, the Reddits, the discords of the world in this game. Let oh, me yeah, totally. talk to the people that bought my shit. Yeah, it's amazing to see the communities that have formed around CryptoPunks or uh, Hashmax or yes, everything, but that's right? because But that's because Discord link on the site, dude, you yeah. get it? Yeah. I'm talking- But it could just happen. Yeah, because don't forget, four years later, I'm not following where these transactions have gone. I might get a little money, and I know it's happening, yep. but I don't know that Jacob sold it to Cardic. And when I want to do something for the people that own my shit right now, I want Cardic there, not Jacob because he went into my Discord but no longer owns it. So that that to me is huge. Totally. Now I can see that. This sucks. All right, folks. I have to go. Yeah, I know what you're. Thank you. You're being yeah, yeah. No, no, I, I, I got hard you. Hard stop but at one yeah. thirty, but I just looked. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> By the way, anybody who's watching this, please hit me up on Twitter to just say hello. I'm I'm. The word I would use is desperate and honored to be a, a, a tiny piece of this community and want to make more friends and would love to get anybody's thoughts on anything they heard. And I definitely want to see if Cardiff thought I said anything interesting before I leave. You want to jump in, Cardiff? Uh, no, I, I want to say I think uh, the coolest part of this is that I think we're finally getting to the piece where people are thinking about it from what the interaction looks like uh, for the end consumer of, of that content, whatever that may be, whether that's art or a way to integrate into a community. And I think this is kind of the right way to think about it because what you're talking about is how do we actually make this valuable for the end user? It doesn't matter how the tech is set up. Correct. And that's what gets to the millions and millions. That's why I'm going to win, just so you know. <laughs> Not because I came in with like, because what made quote unquote Gary V was I was a liquor store, son of a liquor store owner with a 40 person watching YouTube show. And once I understood social immediately, I just did what I did in real life, which is if I can bring more value to them than I ask for in return. And that is going to be the winning formula in the NFT. Cause we're talking about economies and communities here. The end. At scale. And that's the, At that's scale. I mean, that's, you know, that's why I'm probably getting, there's, you see the goosebumps? Oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> Isn't that cool? <laughs> no, but really, like, I literally called my mom and said, NFT is the manifestation of my life's work, and I'm in the prime of my life to take advantage and to contribute to it. Do you know what that feels like to me? Like, to your point, you know how thoughtfully serious I was taking the words that came out of my mouth the last 30 minutes? We're still early. I have this place in the ecosystem a different ecosystem, web two, not this web three thing, but it still carries. And if I can deliver 30 minutes of thoughtfulness here, it can be meaningful. And I'm very honored by that. That is, I mean, Gary, love, love the, the no bullshit opinion on everything and, and the right kind of direct view on this. And I think you're, uh, I mean, I'm just checking out the chat here. There's a lot of comments on people just agreeing with a lot of things you've said and, and 
Just that's a lot to me. That means right. a lot to me from this community. Please hit me up on Twitter, folks, because I have meetings that I want to see some things. Bye, everyone. Thank you. So much. Thanks so much, Gary. Cheers. Take okay. care. Thanks, Jacob.